What's up, guys? It's Miki, and welcome back to another episode of Blank Canvas. How is my BK fam feeling? I hope you guys are doing well and feeling great, and I hope you guys have been enjoying this warm, warm weather. To start off this week's episode, I want to talk about two shows that were mind-blowing and amazing. First is shout out to Stars because whoever leaked the final two episodes of uh, Power Book 2 Ghost, I love you. I love you. You're amazing, okay? I couldn't have asked for a better gift, you know? It's not even my birthday nor the holidays. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Because all I have to say is I don't understand how you guys do this, right? You've already done this with power book one um literally showing us who was going to be the killer of ghosts and then you've also done this with now power book two are we also going to get leaks from and if you guys hear that noise in the background i'm having some work done so just ignore that and not on me or my body for people like she's having what kind of sounds is that for plastic surgery no not that um so ignore those tune into my voice okay <laughs> but on a ser- more serious note I don't understand are we gonna get leaks from power book three are we gonna get leaks from power book four because I'm cool with y'all releasing the season finale early of each show I'm cool with it because the break in between is stupid to me anyways I hate the break in between I know it's to drag it out but it's really pointless um with the way that stars keeps messing up at this point they should just be like a we're dropping this at one time. You guys can binge it all the way through because first of all, y'all take forever to come back. Y'all took too long to come back for the season. Was it great? Yes. But did y'all take too long to come back? Absolutely. And you leaked. You leaked the final two episodes. I will say that I enjoyed watching the two episodes consecutively versus separately. And it felt like a cinematic experience. Like I felt like I was watching a movie versus... um you know, I think it would have been good week by week, but at the same time, it was even better to watch it all together. So if y'all just gonna keep letting these leaks happen, stars, y'all might as well just, you know, release all 10 episodes at one time and let us binge. We'll still talk about it. We'll still love it. I also want to say that I am glad that, um, that power is getting like main interviews on like big network stations or whatever because they weren't getting that media attention which is like it wasn't that the fans and all of us on social media weren't talking about power like there are so many people in my life you've either watched some of it you've heard of it and you haven't watched it at all but you've at least heard of it and they weren't getting the same kind of representation in the media like other shows were and honestly I don't even think they were getting the proper backing from stars like other shows were but to be honest when you hear people or read their comments, the first thing they say is the only reason I have stars, not one of the many, the only reason that I have stars is because of um, power. So put some respect on that show, please put some respect on the actors, put some respect on the writers. And speaking of writers, we know that the writer strike is, ha- strike is happening and it's killing me. Um, so pay the writers whatever they want give them whatever they need I don't even know what they're demanding but pay these writers okay because y'all we're not gonna have content we're not about to have any content um I have heard and of course you guys check out the statistics for yourself and go behind me and always double check with anything that I tell you um 
is that I, the writers don't get enough percentage, right? Like the writers are like the heartbeat of a show, right? They give us the storyline and they come up with the things that we like to see and that we like to critique, whether we like it or we didn't like it. Like the writers are a big part. And, you know, the actors, which they do deserve to be paid and stuff of that nature, you know, the actors and probably directors and people like that usually get the money. Um, and everybody, everybody, whether you are a stunt person, a props person, watching the crew has it. It's the Power Podcast and it's hosted by Tariq and Brayden. Those are the characters' names. It's not their real names. The only reason I did their characters' names is so you guys can know who I'm talking about a little quicker. But everybody check out the Crew Has It podcast. It's really great. I watch it on YouTube. I'm not sure if like you can listen to it, but it's always funnier to watch. Like that's a podcast that I would suggest watching because you get to see their facial expressions. You may think um Michael who's playing Tyreek is not really, you know, that involved or something, but you need to see his reactions. You need to see him there. And he explains this like I completely understand. It's like he'll be getting ready to say something or have a thought. And then, like, he's more in tune to listening to the guests and really letting them get their stories out. And then it's like you almost forget your question because you're so engulfed to what they're saying. So I think their dynamic is perfect and it works. Um, but you learn through that podcast because they don't just have the actors on the show, which they do bring them on. So you guys can get the backstory. You guys can get the actor's individual journey of how they got here, what they had to go through and acting wise, and even how they got onto power. You guys get all those backdrop details, which is really cool. But also they bring on the props people. They bring on like different crew people. It's called the crew has it. Get it? Great. So, um, it's just really interesting and I learned so much and I feel like even the people like even the prop people the technical people that you know we as fans don't pay attention to they make they are a vital and key asset to our shows that we love and enjoy coming to life so they deserve their money too everybody who helps make brilliant tv brilliant movies you know what I mean everybody who's a part of the team they deserve their money so pay these writers okay and if you're skimming everybody else pay them too that is just my take. But all I got to say is shout out to shout out to stars, man, because y'all are going to give me some leaked episodes one way or another. I can always count on y'all for that. Okay, moving on to Shonda Land, the infamous, the queen herself, Miss Shonda Rhimes. Who has watched Queen Charlotte and my BK fam? I know so many of you probably have by now at the time of this episode. And I'm glad um, that you guys have. Or if you haven't, I it's a recommendation for me to go check it out. Now, I know that every time we watch Bridgerton, there's a love story attached. And we all debate on who's our favorite. A lot of times, the Duke has not left many people's hearts. And to be honest, their like sexual chemistry was just that good i think that was our like our favorite things and as joy with from the view would say it's soft porn is everywhere on tv that's a little bit of soft porn for you i'm not even gonna lie it's a little bit of soft porn but it's it's beautifully done um so that's definitely why they're enjoyable 
uh, the other love stories, they all have these epic lines of basically like the way they tell their person, I love you or I've been loving you forever. They all have their epic lines. But something about Queen Charlotte's story is different and it's love in a different way. It's not it's not just like two hot people getting together, although the actors do look nice. Um, so shout out to Shonda for that, too. But it, it's different. It's loving a person for all of who they are, not just small components of who they are and I don't want to share too much of the story if you haven't seen it yet but go check it out there was another element to Queen Charlotte's love story that was different from all the other ones we've seen so far and I really appreciated that and um I have a I have I have a couple of different favorite parts, but I, again, I don't want to say it because it's going to spoil it and I want people to kind of enjoy it. So that's another thing that I want to say is check out Queen Charlotte. It was really, really well. And it may be honestly up there like in my top two because of how different it was, but yet how beautiful the story is. Shonda kills it every single time. I mean, this is the woman that gave us private practice, Grey's Anatomy, scandal, like what? be for real okay Grey's Anatomy is still going on they, although they need to hang up the white coats at 20 the fact that Meredith isn't even on every single episode y'all are done y'all are done hang up the coats ended at 20 which is kind of what I wanted anyways I wanted them to end on an even number I just like even numbers so they need to hang that up but uh yeah and then most of our favorites are gone and I'm not saying they can't recreate the cast or whatever but I would have preferred if they were going to do that just make it a spin-off don't keep Grey's Anatomy going like we don't even spoiler alert at this point on the show there I don't think there are any more Grey's left like it, it's based off the book at this point it ain't even what we were we grew to know Grey's Anatomy for which is like Meredith and then eventually the sisters and everything and Yana took everybody away from us everybody okay and I understand other actors and actresses want to go off and do their own thing so I'm not mad at Ellen like she gotta do her thing go queen go you gave us years on the show and I do understand how that can become stagnant and annoying and just you know not fun anymore like you want to be creative you want to be expressive that's what they get in this business to do or at least some of them I can't speak for all of them and I understand that but let's wrap it up and wrap it up nicely I will say a lot of people stopped watching after Derek and at one point I did well I stopped my first stop was season the end of season 10 so I didn't for a long time I never even saw I knew Derek was gonna die and never oh spoiler alert if you haven't seen it there you go um I knew Derek was gonna die but I didn't get all the way up into that point well yeah I stopped at like the end of season 10 for like my first watch and then you keep watching and then you get past Derek's death and there is another shift you know because to me there's a shift when Christina leaves there is a shift this is all spoiler alert so if you haven't watched Grey's Anatomy or you are behind 10 like you're nine and behind don't listen to this spoiler 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 unless you can watch it listen to this and then still enjoy it when you go back and watch it and some people can so if you can do that then listen but I'm pretty much talking about season zone up so 10 was the shift when Christina left 11 when Derek died um honestly Grey's Anatomy was still 
high end up there for me because it's my personal opinion was still high end up there for me all the way I think until 14 and that's even with them trying to pair her with people who I was just like this is not the same kind of magic the only other magic that I felt for Meredith like I did with Derek was um with Nick and if you don't know who Nick is you'll eventually find out in the other seasons he's introduced in an episode and then he's reintroduced for a couple more episodes so yeah um that's the only other person I felt for Meredith I know people like the Nathan guy or whatever but no I, I no I didn't feel it I didn't see it and oh god I couldn't even watch their steamy scenes like they kind of grossed me out I'm not even kidding so yeah and nothing on the actors of course but it, it went Derek and that hot chemistry that she had didn't come back for real for real until Nick so shout out to Nick okay and Meredith deserves to be happy and if you've seen the and then 15 16 I think 17 was the COVID season we're lucky we still got a show but at the same time it was still different 17 um okay and then 18 18 felt like classic grays because 15 16 17 they were okay I could live without them but 18 was right back up there like where I was like, this whole season, this was a bomb season. This was like good Grey's Anatomy. I haven't seen 19. I'm trying to let it all finish out before. I mean, because they tell me, I know spoilers from this show regardless, because they're going to announce their actors leaving before they leave. <laughs> they're going to put out certain things. Like, I don't even need social media to ruin Grey's Anatomy for me. Grey's Anatomy is going to ruin Grey's Anatomy for me. And, um, yeah, 18 was great. So hopefully there's hope for 19. But after I found out at the end of season 18 that Meredith was going to reduce Raw, I was like, oh, it's over. <laughs> it's over. I know Shonda said it'll go on as long as Meredith want to do it. But clearly she's tapping out to a certain extent. So it's over. Let's hang up the white coats for season 20. And then one of these episodes, I may go back and talk to you guys about, has everybody went back and rewatched? Like when you go through it the first time, you fall in love and blah, blah, blah. And then you go back and you watch it a couple of times and you can like critique different things. Has anybody realized yet how toxic Derek was? He was not, he was not McDreamy. He was McAss. He was McToxic. He was Mc no thank you. Okay. Um... And as much as they were like a love story, he just, Derek had a lot of toxic ways. And to be honest, Meredith and Addie deserve so much better. So, so much better. But that's for another episode. So those are some shows that I would recommend checking out. And remember to check out the Crew Has It podcast because it's really good and you get the background information if you like the behind the scenes stuff or just how they got here and just even their thoughts on the episodes of what they would have done differently or did they like their death and different things the episodes are really really good and I enjoy them the next thing that I want to talk about really quickly is how we don't know how to really help people when they're struggling mentally like you know we have the basic tools the basic things of be there for them you may say something you may not support them um maybe you can bring them food or something maybe you can take them out somewhere do like an activity maybe just go to the park or something with them um maybe you can help them clean their house or do like run an errand or something something to 
take something off their plate maybe if they're a parent keep the child for a couple of hours give them a break you know i say my parents need breaks like so uh, besides the basic things i was coming to the conclusion that we don't really know what to do we don't really know what to do we're getting to a point now where we can talk about these things and um really acknowledge mental health where it's not like you're faking or we don't talk about that a therapist what's a therapist pray it off like we're getting to a point where people can say it but now that people can so comfortably say it you know now there's the other voices that's coming up this is overused this isn't a trigger this is that like this this term is too much and all this kind of stuff like now there's the other half that we're prone to come out regardless that now people talking about their mental health is too much now you're saying too much now you need to hold it in again you're gonna have the opposite end of the spectrum no matter what come up in any situation and different opinions and things in life it's just inevitable right we're not all made the same we don't all think the same um but i will say that as i was thinking we don't really know what to do like think about it when somebody really comes to us and they're like i'm depressed we want to help but we don't really know how to help and even with those things that i listed off that are like simple but can be you know impactful and very well-meaning it may not be enough you know what i mean like most of the time hopefully the person depending on the personality type is gonna go to friends or family first before they even go to a therapist right because i think even though therapy is more common these days it's still a stigma around it right and i mean it technically in a sense even though people are talking about their mental health more we in america we don't prioritize it like that should be covered on insurance kind of thing and i know certain jobs are offered like um a couple of therapy sessions paid for or whatever but do they have to pick the therapist kind of thing like you know like it needs a therapist no matter what race gender or whatever or your individual problems that you're having it needs to be tailored to you like you need to feel comfortable this space needs to feel safe kind of thing um and i just we don't know as the first response people right i feel like somebody needs to give us better tools for the people who are at first base level like so we can hit the ground running and then get them to the therapist you know or be able to help them before they even have to go to a therapist and nothing is wrong with therapy like i feel like a neutral outside source out of your friends out of your family is probably helpful in the world that we live in to be honest it's probably really really helpful but um therapy is really freaking expensive and i feel like the everybody in the world would be a lot saner if they were loved properly if they had better safe zones and if they also had a person that they could take their issues to that wouldn't i don't want to say bother but because it's not a bother but like you need a neutral party you know because everybody's gonna have especially if they you're getting the opinion of somebody that knows you or that's lived certain situations with you their opinion is gonna be formed by their experience or whatever a neutral party is just that a neutral party so their advice can come from a neutral perspective as much as it can because in all ways you know the way we interact and the way we see the world is because of our interactions with other people and the experiences that we have had so of course i know in a sense like a therapist giving advice is from their own experiences and that you know of those things of that nature but also 
they also tend to have, you know, the the education to go behind it or whatever, or they're learning different tools of different things. So yeah, I I think we as the first, I'm calling us like first responders, you know, no disrespect to the good first responders out there, but I'm for the people, for our people in our everyday life, how do we help them? When somebody really comes to us and says, I'm depressed, I'm having a panic attack. What are some real tools? Now, I know in anxiety and certain panic attacks, I've talked about different grounding exercises in past episodes. So again, I would recommend people to look up different grounding exercises if you know somebody who suffers with anxiety. If you know somebody who suffers with panic attacks and different things, look up um, things to grab quickly that will either ground them, relax them, or it can help with their breathing. Like maybe they just need a brown paper bag. Like if that's the only thing you have, figure out different breathing techniques that will help them like breathe calmly, um, help their nervous system not feel flooded. All these things are important. And I just feel like we need better tools out there for us because it's, a lot of times it's not that we don't want to help our people. Of course we want to help our people, but what the hell are we supposed to do? And then we also need, what is it? Like we need it from all perspectives. We need it from when only one party is suffering or we need it when we're trying to be helpful and both parties are suffering. How do we show up for each other when we're both upset? How do we show up for each other when one or the other? How do we how do we create a space that's safe enough for somebody to say, I'm struggling mentally, but I also don't want to burn you? Like, what are the boundaries with that? What are the tools to really help each other? There's so much more information that we need Um I'm glad that we are talking about it more, but there's more coverage that needs to be done with insurance. There are more steps and protocols that need to be in place in schools and in work environments and so many things. There are also different things and um, protocols isn't the right word for your home, but you know, different strategies and stuff that could be used for in-house that we need, you know? How do we do those things? How do we help with how do we help in-house? How do we give our kids and our parents and our loved ones the tools that they need to survive this world or to make it through the day until they can get back home if home is a safe space? How do we give them the tools to just make it through the day to get back to a loved one where it feels safe, right? And then don't get me started on how therapy needs to be much, much cheaper. I would prefer it if it was free, but nothing in this world is free, right? So we need to make it more accessible to everybody. We need to make it more available everywhere, not just in America, globally. Because it's it's not like America is the only one that's suffering from mental health issues. Like we're suffering all over. A lot of that is like poverty and different things of that nature. There are so many things that play into that. But yeah, I was having that thought and I was just thinking there are so many times where we want to help, but we have no idea how to help. We have no idea where to begin with the help and where to even go from there. So um, that would be my cry out. That's my cry out on this week's episode. How do we as the first responders and the people in our loved ones lives and our intermediate people that we interact with, whether it's coworkers or whatever, how do we help them or how do we help them enough to get them to the professional? You know, who can help them unpack, do the shadow work, do the core work, do the root work, do all of that, right? Um, We don't have enough tools to help ourselves, let alone to help other people. And in return, I think a lot of us are still silently drowning or drowning out loud. What are the real signs? What's attention seeking? And again, even attention seeking is probably rooted in something else, right? I'm I'm not a doctor. I'm not a 
I don't know. I'm not a psychiatrist. I don't know. Um, but I'm sure even attention seeking, like there's a root issue to why does that person want that much attention or why do they want that attention from that specific person? What it, what need are they trying to get met? And you know, everybody don't believe in God. So as much as I can tell y'all, he will fulfill all your needs. He will fix you. Uh, also, everybody don't believe in him. But even if you do, it's also nice to have a verbal response back. Or to have other strategies. And remember, it's not always like sit and talk therapy. There's music therapy, drawing therapy, dancing therapy, um, different color therapy, uh, nature therapy. There are so many different versions of therapy. I think I've even heard of water therapy, guys. So you'd be surprised. Whatever can relax a person or help with that, those resources need to be accessible to everybody all over. Not just even the regular talk therapy. We need other programs. And, and this goes back to the different strategies and stuff that I was saying to implement for ever all of us all of us because i just think when we're all loved properly and we're seen and heard and understood it just it helps us all the way around okay and just like that that's about 25 minutes of you guys this time and i don't want to hold you guys forever so i hope you guys enjoyed this episode and i hope that you guys take away something from it if it's not to try a new show or even leave me some suggestions or how we as first responders in our people's lives can show up better for them, show up where they feel seen and heard. Or And even if um, you guys have no tips, do you guys agree with me that we don't really know how to help ourselves, let alone help each other? And that as much as we want to be there for people who come up to us and say, I'm depressed or I'm anxious or I'm having a panic attack, we don't really know what to do. And I think it's vital. Like, that's important. Like we know fire safety and different things like that. We need to know mental health safety tips and strategies. That's just my opinion. Okay. So that's all the time that we have for this week. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and I can't wait to see what we talk about next time. Thanks for all the love and support guys. Love you, love you, love you. Bye.